now time for the Main Event Sports Show with your host, Haven Harrington, Rashawn Myers, and Carl Kellum. You can follow the Main Event Sports Show on Twitter at Sports, like our Facebook page at Main Event Sports Radio, and follow us online at MainEventSportsRadio101.com. You can also listen to episodes of the Main Event Sports Show on Stitcher Radio and TuneIn Radio. Just search for the Main Event Sports Show. And now it's time for the Main Event. And welcome to a special edition of the Main Event Sports Show. We're coming to you live from the Palatia Studios here at WLOU on the corner of 20th and Broadway. Thank you for joining our special show here. We're going to talk about, you guessed it, the Sweet 16. The NCAA Sweet 16 has finally gotten real. And all the local guys are still dancing. I'm amazing. It is amazing. I, I know a lot of you, a lot of UofL fans out there didn't think the Louisville would make it this far. A lot of guys, myself included, thought that maybe the second weekend that they would bow out gracefully. But lo and behold, UofL has played, I think, their best game of the season so far last week. That was their first complete game. They had an offensive drought like they always do, but they had great defensive pressure, able to get some turnovers and some stops. That drought didn't hurt them as bad as what it normally would have. And uh, they go on to cruise to a victory, make it to the Sweet 16. Rick Pitino has only lost once in his career to Sweet 16. Then we have on the other side of brackets, your Kentucky Wildcats destroyed a helpless uh, Cincinnati Bearcat squad. Uh, I must admit that Cincinnati's uh, post player did very, very well. Um, he, he just got tired. It was just way too much for him to handle. And uh, Cincy's guards just couldn't put the pressure on UK's guards that, that needs to happen. And UK just, just pulled away. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, you are absolutely right on both accounts. Um, you know, this Louisville team, Haven, and I've been calling for a bit of patience and just kind of letting this team work out. Once Chris Jones was ultimately dismissed from the team, um, I've watched Quentin Snyder play since he was literally 11 or 12 years old. And he's a very special basketball player. Um, and I knew he had the ability to run this team and to be very good. Uh, this year. I just didn't know if they were going to have enough time because he only had four regular season games left. Um, So, you know, with that being the case, uh, it was just a question of will this team have enough time to gel with those four regular season games as well as uh, tournament play, uh, which ended up being only one game. You know, the question was, would they have enough time? And I think that the answer has been a resounding yes. Quentin Snyder uh, has been none short of outstanding uh, the last, uh, you know, the the last couple of games, he's been amazing. I mean, in that UC Irvine game, his ability to get into the lane, hit shots, he carried Louisville for about a five-minute stretch uh, when basically nobody else was doing anything. Terry Rozier was struggling. Montrez Harrell was struggling in the second half badly. Um, It was basically Wayne and Q that carried that team. 21 of the final 25 points scored against Irvine was done by Mr. Blackshear and Mr. Snyder. Um, so, I mean, that, that's a testament to that, that growth and that maturity. And uh, for Wayne Blackshear, it's um, 
you know, I, I've always felt that he's a young man that who always did what was needed uh, for his team. And I think that's always been the case with him. And he showed up. He showed up and he showed out. Uh, he got it done. Uh, 19 big points against Irvine. Came back with a very solid and strong performance against, uh, uh, the, against um, Northern Iowa. So, no, it's very exciting. You know, in Northern Iowa, what a, another great story. Like I said, I, I still think that's the best game Louisville's played all season. But, uh, you know, right now on the line, Let's go to the biggest car fan I know, who's also likes to be a UK fan on some occasions. I want to give you our producer, Jay Has. Jay, how you doing? And welcome to the uh, Road to the Final Four special edition. Uh, Haven Harrington, Rashawn Myers, we are live here at Palacious uh, FM 104.7 WLE Studios. Road to the Final Four, March Madness. Kentucky and Cleveland, Ohio. It's a little bit other. It's a little cold in Cleveland, but it's real hot in Syracuse, New York, where the hot Cardinals is on fire. Fifteen, I was actually uh, nineteen and one at the Sweet Sixteen, and the only team that he that defeated Ricketino was the University of Kentucky. And uh, we'd like to get your thoughts, ladies and gentlemen. You can join us at WLOUonline.com, our heart radio, iTunes radio. You can join us with your thoughts on the road to the Final Four. Myself, Haven Harrison, and Rashawn Mars join us tonight. It's a special edition of March Madness World Cup Final Four. I'm excited, guys. I don't know if you're excited. This, this is all what it's all about. Yeah, no doubt, Jay has, and, and I think that's what guy has everybody excited. Everybody knows there is literally no place like Louisville, Kentucky, when it comes to the March Madness. I mean, while a lot of people don't pick up basketball until after the Super Bowl um, at the end of January, first part of February, uh, this city and this state lives it. 24-7, 365. So, I mean, to have Louisville, Kentucky both again dancing in the second weekend with an opportunity to uh, get a couple of wins and head to another Final Four, um, the excitement, you can just taste it right now from everywhere. Well, I'll tell you this, Rashawn and Haven, uh, talked to a couple of uh, colleagues today this morning. If, if you let Rick Pitino fly in, you should have never let him do that. With, I'm not saying he doesn't have I mean, he has like $2 All-Americans with that white black chair. Is that correct? Uh, yes, uh-huh. But there are mediocre players that, are, you know, on the four and the five position that this Rivertino team, everybody talks about it. Kenny Smith from the ESPN was saying he got Louisville going to the Final Four. Oh, and I, I, mean, I, I believe this team here, man. I tell you, what they get past, I'm saying it right now. I'm, when they get past North Carolina State, I am telling you, Lucatino will hit it to the Final Four. No, I, I agree with you. I, and I think that this Louisville team has everything uh, that they need to get it done. I've seen Michigan State play. I've seen Oklahoma play. Um, I think both of those teams are good teams, but I think uh, ultimately that Louisville is a better team. Uh, and, and I think that Louisville has the pieces to get it done. It was just more a question of whether they would have the time to get it worked out. And they definitely look like they have done it. Um, uh, you know, it, to, to me, it just looks like uh, uh, they're, they're gelling. They're coming together. Everybody feels more comfortable. 
always say that anytime you lose a player, you lose that comfort zone, you lose that comfort level, and then it becomes an issue of trust. Do these guys trust each other? And I think finally Quentin Snyder, Terry Rozier are on the same page. They understand what each other likes to do. They, they trust each other to make the plays, uh, and you really see that. There's a sharing of the ball. There's a passing of the ball, the best passing that we've seen uh, all year and maybe in a couple of years. I think this team right now is passing the ball better even more than last year's team uh, with Russ Smith and Luke Hancock. So um, I, I think that Louisville could definitely be in, in, you know, set up for something special right now. Well, even I'm going to ask you this question, too. Down the, uh, let's say, let's switch gears. Kentucky is your number one team in the country playing against Bob Huggins. And I think Bob Huggins did beat Kentucky. And Kentucky had, had a hard challenge um, matching up with um, Bob Huggins' uh, ball club, Pavin. Uh, yeah, you know, Kentucky had a bad matchup the last time they played this same West Virginia squad there coached by Bob Huggins. Um, that one one zone really gave U.K. problems, and that was most likely U.K.'s most talented team outside of this one. I still think this is U.K.'s most talented team from top to bottom. Uh, but that team that had John Wall, Cousins, and, and Bledsoe, was um, was a super talented team, and honestly, Calipari just got out coached that game. I mean, he really just got out coached. And but this time, you know, I don't know. This is a, a different Kentucky team. This team plays with more, um, how can I put this? Uh, more cohesive, yeah, uh-huh. than the John Wall team. They play more as a team. That team was more of individuals playing together. This is more of a real team ball. Everybody's bought into the team concept here. So I think we're going to see a different, um, a different game this time than, than the first time these guys met in the tournament. Well, besides the fact that all the players are new and there's no, no players, there's yeah. no Butler for WVU, there's no John Wall for Kentucky. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that it's going to be a very interesting matchup. Um, you know, Kentucky, uh, I believe have all the pieces, of course, um, to make a run. But at the same time, I think that there are uh, some issues that we've seen. Uh, we saw. Uh, Cincinnati uh, really take it to them, but ultimately they didn't have the guard play to get it done. Uh, WVU is going to go out there and try to press. I I mean, I I don't know if that's the best um, course of action unless they can force the turnovers. And I haven't really seen pressure bother the Harrisons much this year as well as Tyler Eulis. So um, if WVU can, you know, get, if that pressure can get to the Harrisons, if it can get to Eulis and force some turnovers, they're going to be good to go. But if it doesn't, then, then they're going to get dunked on about 55 times because I'm I'm throwing the lob over top of that zone every time, wouldn't you, Jay? Of course, of course. Yeah, yes. and, and especially course. you got such tall guards. We got guards that with the Harrison twins averaging like six five, six six. Yeah, uh, that really makes it hard to really press them. Uh, we got such a tall team because they just throw over the press. Mm-hmm. And and honestly, this is what the Harrison twins do best is transition basketball. So if we don't get that press, we don't get that pressure. You're really opening yourself up to get gouged. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a gamble. I mean, it could work um, because I thought that Louisville's pressure uh, did very well against WVU when they came to the Yum Center. Um, you know, so I, I think it's interesting. I think there's a lot of different things going on with this Kentucky team like right now. I think a lot of people are looking back now saying that, wow, Louisville, five of the teams that Louisville lost to this year, or four, four or five of the teams that Louisville lost to this year, no, excuse me, five, I'm correct, uh, five of the teams that Louisville lost to this year are in the Sweet 16. 
that's pretty strong. And, and two of the teams that weren't was it one was a two seed, which was Virginia, uh, which was expected to get to a Sweet Sixteen. The other was Syracuse, um, who was excluded from the tournament, but very well could have done the same thing. Um, so I think that makes you look and say, man, maybe Louisville did lose to some very good teams. It's not necessarily a bad thing that they lost. But I think the thing that you also have to look at, Kentucky did not play against the most staunch competition for the last two and a half months. Uh, and I think it's shown by the fact that they're the only SEC team left. And they had, you know, a dominant yet lackluster showing uh, in the SEC where they continued to let bad teams hang around. So, uh, you know, how good is this Kentucky team? West Virginia is going to probably be the best team that they've seen in two and a half, three months. Uh, and when you look at a team that hasn't faced that type of competition, how much will that bother them? You think that's going to be something that's going to be an issue? Uh, you know, personally, I don't think so because we have played close games before. And against been, bad teams. Yeah, against bad teams, but still close games. You still yeah. have experience. Yeah. And that's another big thing. They have experience because you have the Harrison Twins coming back who last year played all the way to national championship game in nothing but close games. Right. Every game they played in was coming down to the wire and took a big shot by either the, the Twins or, um, or Young. You know, knock down a big shot, you know, to get them over. So Kentucky's used to this. It's, it's kind of weird to say, but they have experience in, in shutting teams down at the end. And this team's a little bit different because they have so much height down below. I mean, you can just literally, you can play several different styles of basketball. And that's what makes them so hard to defend is that you can play so many different styles of basketball. You can go old school basketball where the high post and you feed the center and then let Willie Cauley Stein and Towns dominate. Or you can bring your guards from Fords in and let Euless Booker and Trey Lowe shoot the lights out. So, I mean, there's so many ways this, this team can play. And that's what makes them to be so scary because there's so many ways they can play and there's so many ways they can beat you. And their defense is pretty good. A great hip-hop philosopher once said, sometimes I rhyme slow, sometimes I rhyme quick. <laughs> and, and that's what you look at when you look at this Kentucky team because sometimes they go slow, sometimes they go fast. But wh- regardless of what they do, uh, they have a lot of answers. And I think that's why they continue to stay undefeated. And I give them all the credit in the world. 36-0 and 0 is 36-0. and 0. Uh, You can't fake that. And, you know, John Calipari, the Harrison Twins, this team gets all the credit for what they've done. That being said, they still have to go out there and prove it against the best competition that they faced all year. I mean, when you look at it, yes, they are undefeated versus um, several teams that are playing in the um, Sweet 16 right now, Louisville, UCLA, North Carolina. They've played all those teams, and they won all those games. But those were starkly different teams than the teams that show up now in the Sweet 16. So I I think there's some question marks. It's going to be very very interesting. I don't think necessarily that West Virginia is the best uh, team to face them. I still believe that Notre Dame is the team that ultimately will beat Kentucky. They, that was who I selected on the television show. Uh, I'm still sticking with that. I haven't seen anything to change my mind about but, that. But can Notre but Dame get past Wisconsin? Uh, well, well, Notre Dame. No, don't forget, Notre Dame plays w- Wichita State. Wichita State is down below. But I, I think that's going to be a very good th- game as well. Um, I, I think that because Wichita State is a smaller team, um, that will actually give Notre Dame some issues. Uh, but I believe in Jerian Grant. Um, I believe in Pat Connaughton. I, I think those guys are good enough um, to dominate this this matchup. I mean, the, the team is, is special. I, I, this Notre Dame team, Jay, it, it kind of feels a little bit like, you remember the, the Dwayne Wade Marquette team? 
Uh, oh, yes. And, and I think that this team, uh, you know, this Notre Dame team reminds me a lot of that Golden Eagle squad that had uh, Dwayne Wade. Um, it had, mm-hmm. a, you know, a couple, couple of nice. Travis Diener uh, was the point guard on that team. Correct. Uh, they had a lot of good players on that team, and that's really uh, very similar to what I'm seeing uh, out of Notre Dame. Uh, so uh, don't write them off. I mean, I, I think that this Notre Dame team is going to have a lot to be said. But it, it'll be interesting. You know, Sweet 16 gets things rolling. Then, of course, we'll be back on, uh, you know, on the main event sports show on Saturday afternoon talking about what happened in the Sweet 16 and getting you ready for the Elite Eight. Yeah, you go. Yeah. Just now, uh, tune in. This is a special edition of Hump Day Wednesday. Roll to the Final Four March Madness. Your host, main event sports show, Haven Harrington, Rashawn Myers, and Jay Hass. We're live. We'd like to hear your March Madness Roll to the Final Four thoughts, 776 1350, or you can join us at WLOUonline.com with your comment as well, too. Our Facebook as well, too. And Haven and Rashawn, as we get close to Wednesday and Thursday, actually it's Wednesday, we get closer to that Friday with Rick Pitino. All the media is saying, the media is saying about Rick Pitino that Rick Pitino is going to come out of this East, come out to the Final Four. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, people went from saying that Louisville may not win a game in the tournament uh, to now looking like Louisville may be the favorite uh, to head to Indianapolis. I mean, and what a turnaround wow. uh, in, in such a short, you know, span and of time. this actually may be the toughest game. NC State. It, I agree. It's look at the brackets. You know, got well, when you speak of pure talent, NC State is outside of U of L. NC State's probably the most talented team in that region right now. Yeah, because you got Oklahoma and you have a Michigan State team really surprised everybody. Right, correct. Even getting this tough. far, and Oklahoma is okay. Yeah, I mean they don't scare you, but they're okay. Well, they almost lost to a Dayton team that was playing its fourth game in eight days. Yeah, so, as I say, uh, I mean, they don't scare you, but you know, but you know, they're okay. They're okay. Yeah, but NC State is literally Louisville's toughest challenge, and if Louisville can get past NC State, which is a tall order, because NC State is a great basketball team. I, I know they they lost some games they shouldn't have, but they beat the teams they're supposed to beat, and they beat them bad. Uh, Duke, I'm looking at you. Well, I, I tell you what, when you look back at that NC State game, when I, I was in, in the house for that game, of course, uh, and watched Cat Barber just absolutely destroy Louisville, I think a couple of things stood out to me. First of all, Louisville uh, tried to go out in full-court press on Cat Barber. That was a bad mistake. Like, like Cat Barber destroyed the Louisville press. He continually got by the first wave of defense, and basically the big guys weren't quick enough, the forwards weren't quick enough to get in front of him, and he was able to get all the way to the basket and either lay the ball in or dish it over to one of their big guys to draw a foul. Um, You know, this was a game that Louisville was sloppy. Montrez Harrell had his worst game. Terry Rozier, the only game that Terry fouled out of all year was that game. They did not play well. And that being said, they were still in the game, had an opportunity to win. I think that Louisville is going to watch that tape. I don't foresee them pressing the way they did last game. And what they're going to do is they're going to make NC State execute in the half court. Now, NC State looked great versus Villanova, but you have to understand that Villanova is a very small team. You're talking about um, Echefu, uh, their center, as probably goes about 6'9". Uh, then, you know, then their power forward uh, you know, probably goes about 6'6". So they were able to really dominate with Malik Abu uh, as well as BJ Anya down in the paint because they had such a severe um, size advantage. That's not going to be the case versus Louisville. And I think if, that if Louisville makes NC State play straight up in the half court and, and makes them defend, I think Louisville wins that game rather easily. I, I think that NC State is a good team. Um, but I don't see the discipline. I don't think they have the coaching. Mark Gottfried is an excellent recruiter. Um, but this is where Rick Pitino shines. We've seen this before. We've seen the Michigan State in the Sweet 16, and Louisville mm-hmm. just absolutely outclassed 
you know, Dr- Draymond Green as a senior uh, on that team. We've seen Louisville go in. People thought that Arizona was going to give Louisville all they wanted. And Louisville, you had, you know, Ed- Edgar Sosa smiling to the camera. You had guys running up and down, dunking everything. I mean, this is when Louisville shines under Rick Pitino was in the Sweet 16. And I think you're going to see something like that again. I think that Louisville is not only going to win. I think they're going to handle NC State on Friday You know, night. it's interesting because uh, Louisville's football coach, Bob Petrino, is also known for that as well. You give him that week break who has a chance to break down film and break you down that he comes with a game plan and the, team's always, the team is ready. But, you know, let's look at some other games in the bracket. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Haven, as we look at some of the, the games, uh, some of the other games out there, we, we kind of touched on Notre Dame, uh, Wichita State. Um, are there any oh, of the games uh, before out Before we move on, I'm going to give uh-huh. Wichita State a big ups. Because okay. they beat Kansas. Kansas has been ducking yes. Wichita State for like 10 years, almost like 20 years now. Yes. They've yes. ducked playing Wichita Have State. Have not played them since 1992. And when Wichita State got a chance to play the quote-unquote Blue Bloods of their state, they wore them out like they should. I mean, they beat them like a stepchild. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, that, that, I think that to me, I know everybody wants to talk about uh, R.J. Hunter uh, and Georgia State as being the moment of the tournament. To me, I think that's the moment of the tournament, the fact that Wichita State finally got their opportunity, and they just beat the brakes off Kansas. I absolutely love it. I can't stand Kansas anyway. I hate the Jayhawks. But look, I just wanted to ask you, uh, when what's you look the, at some of these what's games. What's the uh, Wisconsin uh, we'll just go straight down the line okay. here. Let's okay. do Wisconsin let's and, and UNC. Um, Wisconsin-UNC is going to be interesting. I think that if Kennedy, Kennedy Meeks was available, he's not going to be available because of some knee issues. That is a um, tremendous, yeah. tremendous loss. That's going to be tough for them. Um, I, I think that with Joel James, uh, with uh, Johnson uh, down low, I think that North Carolina can beat Wisconsin because Wisconsin has kind of struggled with athletic teams. I, I think that they have enough to get it done with Marcus Page and those guys. If they had Kennedy Meeks healthy, I'd probably pick North Carolina straight up to win, to win that game. I think without Meeks, it's going to be a little bit tougher. Frank Kaminsky seems to be on a bit of a mission right now. Uh, so I do think Wisconsin's going to get it done. Uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I will, if Jody Meeks was playing, it, easy. No Kennedy doubt in my Meeks, mind. Kennedy Meeks, excuse me. You know, I went to middle school with a guy named Jody Meeks. That's where I came from. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was going to say, Jody's playing for the Pistons right now. Pretty well. Yes, he is. But, like, if Mr. Meeks was playing, yes. easy win, North Carolina, rack him. Without him, that's a tremendous cog in your offense and defense gone. Yeah. But that's a guy that makes plays. He drives the offense. He can distribute the ball. He can do everything that you want your player to do. But without him, that's like – that's almost like taking Quinn Snyder yeah. out of Louisville right now and then expecting to push Quan Aarons in or, or, you know, anybody else expecting Louisville to keep on going. Yeah. You, you just can't do it. You just yeah. can't do it. No, so. I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a very kind of – it's going to be a tough assignment uh, for North Carolina to get that done without Candy Meeks. Third leading scorer, uh, leading rebounder. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be very difficult on him. Now we have Xavier going against Arizona. Um, you know – they got the homeboys on the team. They have Keelan Martin, no, uh, of yeah. course, from Ballard. They have uh, Remy Abel from Eastern. Uh, but uh, it, I don't think it's going to matter. No. <laughs> Arizona, uh, they're just so big. They're so physical. They're it's so just, talented. It's, it's, it's just too much. No. no it's I, just too I, I much. I don't see it getting done. I, you know, give, give me Arizona. I think Xavier will keep it close for a half. But I think that Arizona runs away with it. You know, I was trying to find a way that, no. you know, Remy could do it. Because, you know, those guys could, could – could just do it. but and, and they've been playing well. I have to give them a shout-out. I mean, Remy Abel and uh, Keelan Martin both um, have really stepped up. Keelan is a freshman, a young man that I would have loved to see uh, in a red and black uniform. That didn't happen, but I, I'm glad to see he's having success. It's, it's amazing to me what a change of scenery can do for a player like, like Remy Abel. 
You know, oh, yeah. IU was kind of lost on the bench. He never really got in. Decides to go to Xavier. And, you know, everything completely changes. And he's actually in the tournament, actually winning games in the tournament. So you, you can't beat that. No, not at all. I mean, he had an opportunity uh, at Indiana, decided to transfer, and some people kind of questioned that when it happened. Uh, but, no, I think it's turned out for the best, and he seems like he's really found a place where he's happy. So, no, that's, that's awesome. All righty. So next up we have, let's do Oklahoma and uh, Michigan State. Now, to, them, to me, like, this is a game that is kind of kind of hard for me to, to, to pick there because – I had Michigan State losing to Virginia, I think, like almost everybody else in the country. Yeah. Um, Miss, I don't know. Somehow Michigan State just really doesn't impress me. Now, watch them play. Yes, they beat Virginia, but Virginia's had a bad game. It has a, a god-awful game. And it was still a close game. Yeah. Even though they played horribly. I mean, their, their offense was like just disappeared. It was just not, not even there. So, man, I'm just. Oh, you got you to have a take. I know. I mean, I'm just like, I'm just looking at Oklahoma. It's just kind of like blah. You know, like it's going to be two people slapping each other. Yeah, I mean, this is a matchup. I don't think anybody's excited about except for Michael Irvin and the OU fan base. (laughs) And then that's pretty much about it. Yeah, literally. I mean, even in in this basketball crazy city that we live in, I think people like I think it's time to cut the grass. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, it's a tough one. Uh, You know, to me, uh, as I look at it, I don't believe in Oklahoma at all. The Big 12 has shown themselves to be pretenders the whole tournament. I think Michigan State, just because of that toughness, and I think uh, with Trice, uh, Brandon Dawson, I think they'll have enough uh, to get it done. So I I do see Michigan State, maybe not in in the prettiest win, but I think Michigan State will get to the final eight. To me, this is like a coin flip. Yeah. Just like flip a coin, whoever, you know, pick heads or tails, go with them. Uh, I'm you know I'm, I'm gonna go at Michigan State only because Izzo's a better coach. Yeah, I mean that. I mean that's that's yeah. that's it. At the end of the day, I'm gonna go at Izzo because he's the best. I think he's one of the best X and O coaches in the game today, and uh, that's that's my only reason. I'm not gonna break down the players or who's gonna do the zone to beat this. Doesn't matter. I mean, at this point, these guys are gonna lose anyway. So who who they play next will blow them out. So enjoy the ride, guys. This is about as far as it's about to get. I'll agree. Duke and Utah. Uh, yeah, Duke, Duke and Utah, uh, you know what? This is going to be the game that's going to ra- shake up some brackets because I actually believe Utah will get the upset against Duke. This is, this, you, the Utes. This, this is my upset special. The Utes. This is my upset special. I, I picked Duke on my bracket uh, to get to the Elite Eight. Um, but watching Utah play and, and watching big Jakob Pertle, uh, their 7-2 center, 7 268 down low. Uh, That's that huge. He's one guy that Jaleel Okafor is not going to just be able to just knock under the basket uh, and lay it up on him. Now, Jaleel's going to still get his points, but Pirtle can hold his own. He's a very good defensive player, and I love Utah's perimeter guard. Uh, perimeter guard. You, know, that, you know what? That prediction hurts my feelings <laughs> because I was hoping to see a Jaleel Okafor, Willie Cauley-Stein final to see, like, the best of the big men. No. Or Jaleel Okafor going against a Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, battle, you know, see who's the best center, battling to be who the, the battling to be the number one draft pick. It in, ain't going to NBA draft. It's over. Wow, really? I think so. I mean, Coach K is is a phenomenal coach. I mean, how how can you bet against Coach K? Uh, you know what? And, 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 I, and I love and, and I, I love Coach it, K. Man. I love Coach K. But I've seen this too many times. And Duke, you know, since they've gone to this kind of no defense system of you know just spread around all these shooters and having one guy in the middle, um, it's come back with mixed results. And, and I just don't think uh, that a Duke is going to respect 
Utah enough. I think that because Utah doesn't have that sexy name and they don't have, uh, you know, the well-known player, uh, I really like this Utah team. They're just very solid. They're very good defensively. They shoot the three extremely well. They have a lot of experience, um, and I think they're going to be able to get it done. I mean, I really do. I think that um, at the end of the day, Give me Utah in the upset, the biggest upset of the tournament so far. That would be the biggest upset in the tournament. I'm, I'm going to go against, I'm going to say Duke, only because I believe they just have more talent. Yeah. And I believe that that talent will just pull through at the end, and they'll just make the shots they need to make. They'll get the whistles. This is more importantly <laughs> because he's Coach K, so he will get the whistles that Utah won't get. It's almost like, remember, Jordan back in his heyday always get the whistle. Oh, yeah. Jordan always got the whistle. He will push off. He would have hooked the last championship they won where he hooked old boy and it was the obvious hook. And everybody knew it was a hook. He pushed him out the way, hit the game-winning jumper, Bulls won the championship. <sighs> oh, yeah. Yeah. If I did that, anybody else did that, it would be a foul. That's true. He just gave him a little love tap. There you Byron go. Russell, we love you. Yeah, there, there you go. And, that, <laughs> and I believe that's what happened. I think Deuce going to get the whistles. It's going to kind of come down to the end. Deuce going to pull it out. Okay. Last uh, last the brackets in our, in our Sweet 16. We have to give you UCLA Gonzaga. Give me his eggs. Yeah. Nah. I mean, Wiltshire is playing like a man possessed. I mean, this man is playing. I mean, it's hard to imagine that he was. I mean, he was, he was a good player at, at Kentucky. He yeah. was a very good player at Kentucky. And I'm glad Kentucky doesn't have Cal Wiltshire because if they had Cal Wiltshire with this team, Ooh. they would, I mean, they would literally be unstoppable. You Ooh. might as well give them, the, give them a trophy right now and let us play for like runner up. Ooh. Because they would literally be just that I mean, that good. I mean, they would be unstoppable. Because Kyle Wilcher put like 45 points up like twice this year. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that would be scary. That, that, that would absolutely be scary. But, no, I, I think that um, Gonzaga, a team that I love, they're playing very well. They have all the pieces. This is the team that I see ultimately making it all the way to the final. Uh, I, I think Gonzaga has all the pieces. They have a great veteran senior point guard. Uh, as, as we've talked about, Wiltshire, the way he shoots it. Um, and he's so flexible. Yeah. He, he can play in the paint or he can shoot threes. And he can do both of them equally well and defend yeah. both players equally well. How do you well. stop that? I mean, I mean, how, how do you stop that? I mean, he's like, what, six foot six, six foot seven? Shooting guard slash forward. I mean, like, what do you do with that combination? I mean, what do you do? I mean, what do you do? That's like Kevin Garnett. He shoot like 50 percent from three, and it's insane. And he's like six ten. Yeah, no, it's insane. It's, it's, it's like Kevin Garnett. Like, what do you do? The man can dribble up down the court, dunk on you, and shoot threes. And the guy and that he's running the pick and roll with shoots like fifty percent from three. So, yeah. so, so when you pick and roll, who you stay with? I mean, it's, it's just crazy. That's ridiculous. It's just crazy. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm with you. I had Gonzaga in the finals as well. You know, I still want to see my. The, the clash of the centers, you know, some old school basketball. <laughs> but it looks like it's not going to happen. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, we, we got the – I think we did a pretty good job on the Sweet 16. I do too. Kind of breaking everything down for you, giving an idea of who's going to do what, when they're going to do what, how they're going to do it. Man, our time is up. Man, 30 minutes went by so fast. But we got it in Sweet though. 16, but we got all the teams in. We got a really good breakdown at UofL and UK. Um, we both think they're going to go to next round. And we'll have to come back after this is over with, of course, on the Main Event Sports Show. You can catch us every Saturday, 6 to 7 p.m. right here on WLOU 1350 and 104.7. Uh, and we'll see how we did. We'll see how, how our Sweet 16 picks did and get us re- get everybody ready, uh, you know, for the Elite Eight. And hopefully the Cards and the Cats will still be dancing. And if you missed any part of the show, you can go to Stitcher Radio, search Main Event Sports Radio, and you can listen to our show, all our, pa- all our shows up there, all podcasters. So you can listen to us there. Catch us on iTunes. Catch us on Twitter at me sports or at Rashawn. That's R A A S H A A N. And hit us on Facebook at Main Event Sports Radio. Like our fan page. 
Hey, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to Maven Sports Show and life we like to end every show without any struggle. There is, there no, is progress. no progress. Peace. Peace. Bye. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, D. Hattie, Dietrich Hattie. Tanya Dallas.